0: Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. And welcome into the Sportsocracy.
1: I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside, and we are in the Ingalls studio here on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, and of course, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and of course, on YouTube, you can check us out at com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get in on the comment section. All of that. It is NFL trade deadline day. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to have a Deshaun Watson deal. Today is not a good day. Nope. They are going to reconvene that after the year. Uh, the Miami
2: mm-hmm. came closer than they will ever admit. Mm-hmm. But Stephen Ross would not sign off on the deal. Nope. Yep. Compensation was agreed to, but without the the litigation being settled, he would not sign off on the deal. So Deshaun Watson will stay with the Houston Texans. We have an hour until the trade deadline, and we will see if there is any more movement. Already had Melvin Ingram Mm -hmm. going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. That is a move that... Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the term rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, but that's kind of <laughs> what that feels like to me. Melvin Ingram uh, to the Chiefs doesn't doesn't move the needle for you. I mean, he's a decent pass rusher. Mm-hmm. We knew he was going to leave Pittsburgh because that had become tenuous. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, the Texans send a pass rusher to the Forty ers who will be a backup complimentary piece. Right. We will see between now and four Eastern Time whether. Anything bigger happens. There are a mm-hmm. lot of names out there. Fletcher Cox, that's the one that I cannot get away from. It does seem like it's seems like there's some smoke there. And that's a player that could really help a, a contender.
1: No doubt. I mean, has there have there been rumors as to who is interested? I would
2: say pretty much every contender would have some interest. Solely because he has the most movable contract in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think he's owed a million dollars total this year. So for the rest of the year you're looking at five hundred thousand dollars? Right. For an impact
1: interior lineman? I mean, there's no doubt he would have some kind of an impact, but again, to who? I mean obviously Tampa's out. They don't need a defensive tackle. Uh the Rams could they've already The Arizona they've, Cardinals they've are the team that up. makes the most sense. Now to there me. you go. There's one. There's definitely one. The Arizona Cardinals could, uh, you know, JJ Watt was lining up on the inside for them a lot. So Fletcher Cox that could make a big deal.
2: Also, just breaking for me in Rappaport, Marlon Mack appears to be staying in Indianapolis.
1: Wow, that might be the most shocking one well, to me. And of all. To me, it blows my mind that that's shocking to you. Because it's Why would because you give it's up been anything out there. for a running back. Look at the Kansas City
2: Chiefs mm-hmm. last night. Literally, Michael Strahan thought that was Frank Gore. He did. It was Derek Gore. Finding somebody to run the ball is not that hard. Right. Now, I will not be shocked if the Tennessee Titans still do something else. Mm-hmm. They added Adrian Peterson this morning and Deontay Foreman. I won't be shocked if they're one of the teams that's calling Denver about Melvin Gordon right now. They should be. Denver's been fielding calls on Melvin Gordon all day. To me, Melvin Gordon... He's he's expendable to the Denver Broncos. Well, of course he is. They have we talked about this Williams. before the year. Mm-hmm. At the midway point, you're going to see a, a shift where Javante Williams becomes more of an integral part of that offense. Mm-hmm. They've run Melvin Gordon. He's not a part of the future. I, I, he's one name I could see moving. Those are the the two I've said are the two that I could actually see moving in the next hour. Fletcher Cox and Melvin Gordon. Fletcher Cox. I've just heard so much. That deal so movable. I can't believe that a team wouldn't come off a three for Fletcher Cox Mm -hmm. because he is so talented. Now, he's an older vet guy, but that – see, that to me is what you
1: see at the trade deadline. You're getting more and more of that as time goes on Mm -hmm. is that players like that end up moving. Obviously, yesterday we had the news of Vaughn Miller getting traded from Denver over to the L.A. Rams, obviously bolstering their pass rush. That defense becomes frightening with, with the addition of him. That will be the what biggest other, name moved. I, I don't see any way that a bigger name than that moves. But what other what other contenders can make moves? To me, that's the real question. And it all and, and it all comes down to are you in are, are you in arm's length? Are you uh, you know, of a of a division title like the Tennessee Titans are? Are you in arm's length of a playoff run? There are several teams that fall into that category. I'm and I'm kind of shocked that I'm kind of shocked at some of them. I mean, after the slide that the Carolina Panthers have taken, you look at them and go, "There's there's there's a shot." You can, I mean, right now, if the season ended today, right, if the season ended today, you'd be a playoff team. Mm -hmm. They would be the seven seed right now in the NFC, which is crazy to think about. But then you look at Christian McCaffrey's coming back, and is there a deal to be made there somewhere? Unfortunately, the number one thing that they need is something on the offensive line, and. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of teams are not coming off of anything on the offensive line.
2: Well, I mean, there are a lot of teams that that have been looking for... They, there have been a lot of people that are looking for offensive linemen. There just aren't many out there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got young guys, you don't want to come off of them. If you've got vet guys, you don't want to come off of them. Right. So uh, the, the name I'm hearing the most is Odell Beckham Jr. Let me make this as perfectly clear as I can. They could give him away, pay the contract, and there's still not a team in the NFL that would want him. Mm-hmm. And I know LeBron James and all and, and Odell Beckham Senior have been on Twitter. You're not helping. Yeah. So straight up, I know you think you're helping by getting on social media and going, "Oh, Odell's so great." I'm yeah. just telling you. Watch the tape. Watch the tape. Mm-hmm. If you can't see it, I can't help you.
1: Right. I mean, Odell Beckham Senior goes on Twitter and puts puts out a you know a, a reel of all his greatest catches or something like that. And well, it
2: was all the times that Baker yeah, did yeah, throw what it was.
1: To, to Odell. That's what it was. All the times he was open and, and Baker didn't throw it to him. Okay, well, maybe you should have strung together all of his drops because that might have something to do with the fact that he's not being targeted. And he had one target this past week. Because he's just not that player anymore. And LeBron James comes out talking about, oh, he's still a wide receiver one. And uh, Keyshawn Johnson and uh, and Jay Williams were talking this morning on these here airwaves about uh, how he's still an elite player. And everybody in the league should want Odell Beckham Jr. because he's so dynamic. No, he's not. He was four years ago. I mean, did you not? If you were listening to that segment, like I was this morning, did you not notice that the stats that Max Kellerman threw out about Odell Beckham Jr. they all came from his first three years in the league? Mm -hmm. Because he hasn't been worth a damn since then. No. Why would anybody want that attitude?
2: Overrated names in the league,
1: no doubt. It's him and Cam
2: Newton. Ugh. (laughs) Okay, all right. We're on Cam Newton probation. I, I refuse to say that name again until there's a reason to say it. Mitch Trubisky is the name being floated right now, because yep. apparently the Washington Football Team and the New Orleans Saints have both called to see availability. As a, they should. Nothing's happening there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: B, just because they trade Mitch Trubisky does not mean they're bringing in Cam Newton to back up Josh Allen. <laughs> so stupid. Why yeah. does that trend every day? Cam Newton. A, a, a better question. Why do I still have a Twitter? There are just things in life that don't make any sense. Speaking of that, I have the the weirdest weird story in the history of time. 430 today. Yeah. It has the weirdest three-word phrase I think I have ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. And and I know this story has
1: trended in a lot of places today, so
2: I'm not breaking the story, but there was no way I wasn't talking about this
1: story. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. We'll have your just a bit outside, your weird news coming up at the 30s outside in 3.30. Uh, weird news at 4.30. We'll have Jeremy's picks of the night in the Green on Green segment coming up at the end of this hour. We're going to talk NFL midseason superlatives coming up in the uh, in the next hour as well. And, of course, keep you up to date on all of the things going on in the, at the NFL trade deadline. Um, this hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. We had... Uh, Oh, I went by Ingalls today and we picked up some of the beautiful, wonderful great deli sandwiches that they have with the boar's head meats and they're so delicious what else did you pick up uh we picked up the stuff to pay off on the uh to pay off on the bed of the week oh, on the torture, the, uh, the, the torture ticket yep that's a new name for something uh, we will do every week it is a fun uh, bet
2: uh at five o'clock in the after show we will leave the cameras rolling after the ESPN airwaves go off and you will get to see mr spencer com- consume the one thing in this life that he absolutely hates wasabi. which is wasabi Wasabi. And I cannot wait. I picked up and, some of the, uh, and I'm going to sit back and consume the sushi. Oh, le- I mean, I'll leave you half of it to to wash down the, yeah. <clears throat> the gross green stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I do. I'm not I looking. Am, I'm not looking forward to it. Wasabi you know, is the one Achilles heel that I have when it comes to food, and I will happily oh. wash
2: my sushi down with this nice Fuji apple seltzer water as mm-hmm. opposed to something pumpkin flavored. Uh huh. Because I won. Because I am so smart, <laughs> it's MRT. I
1: am so smart. Thank you, uh-huh. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh huh. That's the last time you will ever hear him say that.
2: Uh, that I am so smart. I highly
1: doubt it. Thank no. you, Philadelphia Eagles. That no. I could agree. With yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Thank you, Philadelphia Eagles. That's the one I was going yes. to. Uh, no, but it, when you're making a decision at the NFL trade deadline, you have to come to the realization: Are you in arm's length? Is it worth for you to make a deal? Also, on the other hand, what are we fighting for? What are we playing for here? And can we get something out of the assets that we have? And I think that's where Denver Broncos find themselves right now. With well, Melvin the Denver Gordon.
2: Denver Broncos had apparently a very strange uh, push to trade Von Miller that I will tell you at the bottom of the hour. Mm-hmm. That is my just-a-bit outside story. Uh-huh. And it makes me laugh. A lot. It's maybe two two days after Halloween, but I have two Halloween stories.
1: Right. Obviously, keeping Melvin Gordon could be a good thing for them. They've got a good thing going right now. You have Melvin Gordon, you're saving the legs on Javante Williams. You don't want to run the kid to death immediately. He serves a purpose for them. But there again, what are you fighting for? Do, do you think you have a shot at the playoffs if you're the Denver Broncos? You're 4-4 four and four right now. You're just outside the playoff picture in the AFC. Do you think you have a legitimate shot if you keep Melvin Gordon? No. Or can and you they get know. something for him? And they know. I'll be really honest with you.
2: Somebody asked me earlier today, who should be buyers in the NFL at the deadline? First of all, it's not that many teams for me. Mm-hmm. Because there's only a handful of teams that can win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And if you're not one of those... Ta- First of all, there's not any player that's moving that's going to change that. The closest you'll come is Von Miller. Right. And Von Miller does change things a
1: little bit. Just because he makes cops? that defense so unbelievably multiple. Yeah, Fletcher Cox, I mean, he would be an impact player But he's well. not
2: taking a team from, oh, they can't win a Super Bowl, to now they can. Oh, yeah. He's not okay. that big of an impact. Gotcha. I, and for me, I look at the Arizona Cardinals and that's about it mm-hmm. uh, of any team that's that that's that level of contender that could make that move. That's not what this is about. What it's about is do you have the absolute Achilles heel? That's what ESPN.com does. T- called it today Mm -hmm. what is the Achilles heel of these teams
3: Mm
2: -hmm. the one that could scare me for the Cardinals is that you're getting gashed by teams that run
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Fletcher Cox could fix that Mm -hmm. could fix that there's just not a lot of other guys out there that that are to that level right so you know today may be quiet we may have I have a funny feeling something weird's going to happen Mm -hmm. we've got we're at 44 minutes until the deadline and, and we shall see if if anybody moves on.
1: Yeah. But would you? Uh, d- do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a good idea on Melvin Gordon for them to move away from him? Yes. If, if you're not a cont- look, I've said this for years. If you're going to be bad, be bad.
2: Don't be mediocre. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that is more just pull your hair out to me in any sport than being eight and nine in the NFL or nine and eight. Oh, we almost made the playoffs. Well, that doesn't matter, right? Yeah, who almost made the playoffs last year. Do you remember? First team's out last year. God, it was Miami. And yeah, that's the one because everybody thought they'd make the playoffs. And
1: Oops. Indianapolis, weren't they in that? Nope, they got in. Oh, they did get in. Uh, I don't remember who it was in the NFC. Minnesota? Minnesota was just on the outside last See, year. See, that's kind of the point. Something it's, like oh, that.
2: Oh, that's, that's what it gets you. Minnesota <laughs> was a little further out than you think. But. Yeah. If you're going to be bad, be bad. Mm-hmm. And the Denver Broncos know exactly what they are, which is why you're hearing them make calls on Kyle Fuller. They're, well, I shouldn't say they're making calls, they're taking they're calls taking on Kyle calls. Fuller.
1: Yeah. And Melvin Gordon and plenty of other mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Javante Williams because, I mean, he's a Carolina guy mm-hmm. and we followed his career closely. We've already seen Michael Carter start to take another step with the New York Jets. And now, is it time for Javante Williams to take his step? with the Denver Broncos? Or should the Broncos continue to run Melvin Gordon into the ground while they have him and save the legs on Javante Williams? Well, and
2: that's the thought, and that's how they'll spin this, but Mm -hmm. they've been taking calls all day. And then, for me, if the Tennessee Titans haven't made the call, then you're not doing your job appropriately. Right. Because if you think Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman are going to be enough to get you through this, uh, I have a bridge to sell you.
1: You know what? I don't know that you're right. I don't know that you're right. Let's talk about that coming up next. How much is this Derrick Henry thing going to hurt the Tennessee Titans? Because I have a feeling that it's not going to matter all that much in the end. And I think that you may have started drinking early today <laughs> because that is insane to me. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. I'll tell you why. Up next. Pernicious. Adjective. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA. inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com Wicked Weed, the official craft beer of the Asheville Championship Drink different, drink responsibly It's ESPN Asheville You're in the sportsocracy 92.9 Ninety two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, fourteen hundred, the iHeartRadio app, and of course on YouTube streaming live. Join in the chat now. Go to com Link to the video. Subscribe to the channel. Get into the chat. Um we're we're not trying to ignore the story by any stretch. Awful news coming out today out of Las Vegas. Raiders receiver Henry Ruggs the third. Invi- involved in a fiery car crash early this morning that killed one person, he is being charged with DUI resulting in death. Obviously, it is a horrible, horrible situation. Um, don't drink and drive.
2: Now, call Do a, not for drink the love and of drive. God, call an Uber. Why is that so hard? Right. There's very little in this life that just b- blows my mind. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And this is a horrible story. We don't know much. There has been a lot of misinformation. I, I'm going to say this, and it will probably upset somebody. Don't believe everything you read on TMZ.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You take that for what it's worth, and we're members of the media, so a lot of times we kind of know where their sources come from, right? And they're usually tied to monetary payments. So be careful believing that.
1: Paul Gutierrez of ESPN writes, according to the Las Vegas Metro Police Department, officers responded to a traffic collision near the intersection of South Rainbow Boulevard and South Spring Valley Parkway involving a Chevrolet Corvette and a Toyota RAV4. Responding officers located the Toyota on fire. Fire department personnel responded and located a deceased victim inside the Toyota. The preliminary investigation indicates that the front of the Chevrolet collided with the The rear of the Toyota. The driver of the Chevrolet, identified as 22-year-old Henry Ruggs III, remained on the scene and showed signs of impairment. He was transported to UMC Hospital uh, to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Ruggs will be charged with DUI resulting in death. This is an ongoing investigation. That was from the Las Vegas Metro PD. It's just an absolute shame that you see a 22-year-old kid make a decision like this to get behind the wheel while he's impaired, and this is what can happen. And a young
2: woman has lost her life. Exactly. And it is tragic, and thoughts and prayers with the family. absolutely awful. As we know more,
1: we will tell you more. Exactly. Uh, Anyway, we were talking about the NFL trade deadline, and the Tennessee Titans, do they need to make a move for a running back? Is it absolutely necessary that they make a move for a running back? Whether it be Melvin Gordon from the Denver Broncos or whether it be something that we're not, we're not looking, you know, we, we don't see right now. I don't think it's absolutely necessary. I really don't. You have, they've signed Adrian Peterson. No, he's not great. No, he's not even good there at you this go. point. That's how you said good wrong. I mean, he used to be great. He used Uh, to be good. And now he's 36 years old and has not uh, taken a snap yet this year. And I used to be able to stay awake past 10 o'clock. And now I can't because I'm old. (laughs) Bingo. I'm so glad we're in the same boat nowadays. Um, But here's the thing. Tennessee Titans, what's their record right now? Six and two. Six and two. What What is the line? What is the line to make the playoffs? Bare minimum, you have to have... What amount of wins to make the playoffs this year in the NFL? Or at least in the AFC? They're going to have to win
2: the division. Because you're going to get at least two teams from the West. Mm -hmm. You're going to get at least two teams
1: from the North. Mm -hmm. So I would say ten. Ten wins. Ten wins is all I need. And guess what? I have four, no doubt, brand hammer, guaranteed wins on my schedule.
2: You're literally chalking up wins that I can't guarantee you are, are there. Okay, and that's fine. I don't think you understand mm-hmm. how bad mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill was before Derrick Henry.
3: Okay.
1: It's bad. bad. In Miami? Bad, bad, yes. Yeah. We all know how bad he was in Miami. Do you We though?
2: saw it. Do you really know how bad he was?
1: Uh, yeah, because he was he one was of the worst horrid. dog water quarterbacks in the NFL. We had all buried his career. And when the Tennessee Titans made the deal to get him, we all went, why? That's not necessarily an upgrade from Marcus Mariota. Why did you do that? Here's the
2: problem. Mm -hmm. This is what people seem to be forgetting about Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. He had one of the highest interception ratios of any quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know what changed that? Sleight of hand. The fact that you were so scared of Derrick Henry that it leaves wide receivers one on one, deep safeties, or safeties in the box trying to deal with the run, mm-hmm. that makes average quarterbacks
1: look markedly better. Now you have no threat. No. Okay. Without Derrick Henry, are the Tennessee Titans who still have a mishmash of running backs that they can put together with Jerry, uh, I did it again, uh, Jeremy McNichols. Adrian Peterson, Deontay Foreman, whoever whoever else they can pull off the pile. Maybe Todd Gurley makes an appearance at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, maybe getting healthy. All of the other you know ancillary pieces that they can throw together are they one of the, are they one of the five worst teams in the NFL?
2: No, and I know where you're headed with this, mm-hmm. but it's insanely short sighted. Okay. Oh, we can make the playoffs. Cool. Without Derrick Henry or somebody to at least mitigate it, you'll get slaughtered.
1: But what? Any the- team that makes the AFC playoffs will slaughter you. But what's the timetable? The timetable for Derrick Henry. Six to 10 weeks. Six to 10 weeks. Yeah, you know exactly. what 10
2: weeks means? Uh, he won't be back for a wild card game. Mm-hmm. And you will get absolutely housed mm-hmm. by any one of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is.
1: Raiders, house you. Okay. And see, that's it, fine. It, 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 but at this, this it, point, it's make the playoffs or bust. At this point, that's where you have to see, think. And see, to me, that's short-sighted.
2: Okay. That, that's insane. Because this team was a borderline Super Bowl contender with Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. If you don't do something, and you think this is going to keep rolling with Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman and Jeremy McNichols, cool. You'll be that team that we forgot made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because you got Boat raced Mm -hmm. by the L.A. Chargers, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Cincinnati Bengals. For me, that's not what I'm looking at. First of all, you don't have very long with this core. Mm -hmm. Julio Jones is 33 going on 43. Right. Derrick Henry already dealing with the first major injury. Mm -hmm. I can promise you it won't be the last. Mm -hmm. This might be the last shot that this core has to get to an AFC championship game and hope things work. If you just stand pat, you have no shot. I don't care if Derrick Henry comes back or not.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, so coming off a a Jones fracture, you think that he would be ready to take on 25 to 30 touches a game. Good luck with that. Right.
1: You better do something. I agree with you. I agree with with you that they should do something. However, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. They can still win this division with 10 wins. The Indianapolis Colts have not shown me that they are going to go on some kind of crazy tear here at the end of the year and get more than 10 wins. And all I have to do is beat the Houston Texans twice, the Miami Dolphins once, and the Jacksonville Jaguars once. That gets me to 10 wins, and, and I'm in, in the playoffs, playoffs. And I don't care. And I, and I oh, will host cool. a playoff game. Oh,
2: sweet. We won, a, we, we won the division. We got a playoff game. Yeah, and you got beat 41 to 7 by the Bengals. Right. I'm good. See, there's, you have no urgency here, which makes no sense to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It makes no sense to me. How old is Ryan Tannehill? I was actually a 32? Bit, 33. 33. You're running very low on time, mm-hmm. and this is not a team that's going to age well. This is one of those times that you don't pinch pennies. Mm-hmm. I said David Montgomery because that's the one that makes the most sense to me. Would it be expensive? I'm sure it would. I don't care. You're predicated on this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And moving forward, you better have another back to take the touches away from Derrick Henry. Hey, just because he got hurt doesn't mean I'm going to stop saying that. Right, That's what got us here. Mm-hmm. Now you have to fix it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And this defense is not good enough. Straight up, this defense is not good enough Agreed. to deal with a team that cannot run, and they will not be able to. Mm-hmm. Running backs are not very important to me on 30 teams in this league. Right. This is one of the two where they
1: are. They are a com- they are a completely different team. Yes, without Derrick Henry. There's no disputing that. There's no disputing that they have lost a big piece of their firepower. However, I still don't think it's absolutely necessary that they make a move right now. You could still make the playoffs and if you are, you know, if you're pie in the sky thinking that Derrick Henry's going to come back in 6 weeks, which I get that that's not the safe way to think, okay, six weeks. He'll be back for you know, last three weeks of the season, and then we'll run it through to the playoffs. Well, I will tell if you if he's back in eight, he'll be back in week sixteen. If he's back in ten, could get you there.
2: Well, I can tell you I did not have this exact same injury. I did not have a Jones fracture. I had okay. something slightly different. hmm I will tell you your weight is a hindrance. Mm -hmm. And Derrick Henry is a large man. It took me forever to get over.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, I'm 6'6", 300 pounds. So I'm a little heftier, and I'm not nearly in as good a shape as Derrick Henry. To think he's going to come back in six weeks would be borderline a miracle. Agreed. Could he be back for the first week of the playoffs? Sure. But I, I, I
1: think even that's asking a considerable amount. It is. You're right. It is asking a lot to expect that he's going to be back at all. I would plan as if he's not coming back at all, and let's go get Melvin Gordon. But I'm not overpaying for it because I think I could still make the playoffs without making an addition and hope to God that Derrick Henry is back.
0: The sports tag just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. Yeah.
1: All right, the NFL, or actually I guess I just say ESPN, came up with something this year that, to me, has just changed the game. It has completely changed the game of how I watch Monday Night Football, and I'm all here for it. It's the Manning cast. I have been singing its praises since week one. It's without a doubt the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The it Manning aged, cast?
2: Yes, it aged like cheese for me. <laughs> I turned it on last night to saw to see John Stewart doing some little, some little. I don't know what that dance was. It was yeah. bad. Yeah, I I don't care what John Stewart thinks about the NFL, mm-hmm. he, and you know why? Because he doesn't know much about the NFL. Right.
1: Now I, I did not get to see that. I didn't make it that far into the game before I fell asleep because I'm old. I did see my. I did see Michael Michael Strahan on there though. And I did see him confuse uh, Derek Gore with Frank Gore, which, which I thought was, was quite hilarious.
2: Fantastic to me.
1: Right. Uh, I did get to see Peyton Manning wolf down a chicken thigh or whatever that was during the commercial break that they showed you. <laughs> by the way, without a doubt, the grossest
2: piece of chicken. <laughs> what do you mean, the grossest piece the of chicken? The thigh? Oh, that's the grossest piece of chicken by miles.
1: You stop that. There
2: is something to be said for every piece of chicken except the thigh. Why? Because it's greasy and it's gross. And no, that's why it's the best. My wife, that is her favorite piece. When yeah. we get the when we get the bucket of chicken, yeah. she starts searching for the thighs. thighs, and I watch it every time. Like, what are you doing? Uh,
1: going after the best
2: pieces. There in me. are
1: so many good
2: pieces of the bird. Uh, you the said leg. you said two wrong. Uh, there are at least three that
1: I can think of. <laughs> the breast is fantastic. It's gross. You're- that is the worst piece of chicken ever. It's dry. No, sir. The breast is by far the worst piece off the chicken.
2: You are, without
1: a doubt, the
2: weirdest fat person I have ever seen in my life. That is, first of all, it's got the most meat on it.
1: Delicious. Nah.
2: You just break that thing apart and just, and it's
1: oh yeah, that's the best piece of chicken stuff. You're wrong. The best piece of chicken is the is the leg. By the way, the drumstick is number one. Uh, we're doing a uh, we're doing a poll on YouTube of this, and I have a feeling you're going to be wrong. Uh, no, uh, it is leg one, thigh two, wing three, and then the breast. Hate it for you. You're definitely going to lose this one. I bet I'm not. <laughs> the dark meat, far superior to the white meat. We're talking about chicken, by the way. I, this, I, I genuinely don't even remember how we started on this. but <laughs> We were talking about Man, uh, Peyton Manning woofing down a piece of chicken during the commercial break last night on the Manning cast. But there is now, there is now something that has taken over the Madden curse. It's the Manning cast curse something bad has happened to every player active player that has, that has joined the Manning cast since week one In week one, they had two current two active player guests. One was Russell Wilson. The other one was Travis Kelsey, uh, Russell Wilson. I don't think I really need to explain what happened to him. Hopefully he's going to be back. By the way, we did see on uh, social media. He posted the picture of the pen that they had taken out of his finger. So, he said the pin is out, and it's now time to win. Travis Kelsey, Kansas City Chiefs have fallen apart. They, By the way, he was on in week one. They lost in week two. Uh, Gronk was on in week two. Guess what? Bucks losing week three against the LA Rams. And, oh, by the way, Gronk has been hurt and hasn't been seen since. Matthew Stafford, he was on in week three. L.A. lost in week four to the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, and they all, he also had the finger uh, or the hand game with the same game that Russell Wilson got hurt in. And then Tom Brady was on in week seven. Lo and behold, Bucs end up losing in week eight. So guess whose turn it is now? Josh Allen. He was on last night, the only active player to join the Manning cast. So we're just waiting to see what kind of misfortune is going to befall the superstar quarterback from the Buffalo Bills. The Manning cast curse apparently is real. The Manning
2: cast curse. You know what the curse of the Manning cast is? That I keep accidentally watching it. <laughs> so bad. And First of all, Eli Manning, you could replace Stop Eli it. Manning with the bucket yes. that this chicken we're talking about is yes. kept in, and no one
1: would care. Yeah replace him with Cooper. He is way more entertaining. I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna need him to do something with his face too, because uh, dude, when he's sitting there and Peyton is in it and he's just locked into the game and he's talking with the other person on Zoom, Pey- uh, Eli Manning has that look of like the, the 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 kid in eighth grade who just sat there watching everybody at the school dance. Like, what's happening?
2: I just wish they would hire somebody that would come in and go. To Eli every time he fades (laughs) off into the ether. Because he does it a lot. Yesterday, there was a surprise move, and the Denver Broncos traded longtime franchise icon Von Miller to the Los Angeles Rams. Yep. Well, that caught a lot of people off guard, and there's a little theory floating around as to why it happened. This is from Pro Football Network. You can find him on Twitter at PFN365. A source with direct knowledge of the situation tells us that Von Miller became upset when teammates declined to kick in for his annual Halloween party, <laughs> a massive affair with a six-figure price tag that this year featured Quavo from the hip-hop group Migos. Mm-hmm. So apparently what happened is that he does this huge Halloween party every year. Right. And he asked everybody on the team to chip in, and they went, mm
1: no uh huh yeah yeah, you got the the board it's no uh huh no uh -uh. huh
2: including rookies who apparently were caught completely off guard by this Mm -hmm. and did not have the cash to pay for it he got so incensed that they thought he would become toxic in the locker room and dealt him (laughs) just within hours i cannot confirm this but I can tell you, this has been said by multiple people in this organization, and it's one of the weirdest stories I've ever heard. Mad, you didn't pay for my Halloween party. Speaking of that, this is totally Dude. this is totally off topic, uh-huh. and we are a sports show. Yeah, but we do talk about pop culture things. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a good question. Okay. This came up in a discussion that when I when I put this out there. Hmm. If you RSVP to a wedding, is it weird for somebody to send you a bill if you don't come? Yes. Okay. So that's, we talked that, about that, this. I, I,
1: did we? Yeah, we did. Oh. When okay. you did the weird story about the people that had the bookings in Jamaica or whatever. I saw it
2: happen again.
1: Oh, my God. I saw
2: it happen again not far from here.
1: No. And
2: I know it. What is happening? What? What? Why are you able to. Is the duck really that expensive? Mm hmm. I mean, I know it's expensive to cater a wedding. I used to do weddings; I'm well aware of that. But again, really
1: that expensive? Again, you can kiss my whole backside. Not going there with you. Sorry. I mean, I'm out. But yeah, you're you're not sending me a bill. First off, I wouldn't do that to someone. First off, I would never say, "Yeah, I'm coming to the wedding." And then just not back out, especially with not like, without like calling and saying, "Hey, you know my kids got the flu, and there's no way that we're coming to your party or your, to your wedding." That's obviously something that would happen. You have to give them a heads up. But now after that, you, you send me a bill. Sorry, I, I mean you'll never see that money. New phone? Who this? Uh, exactly. Did you send one of those to me? Nah, I'm out. Nah, Die.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I am sharing that article on my Twitter,
1: at Green ESPN. <laughs> Kevin Vick in the comment section <laughs> said, if your wedding is that expensive, don't marry that chick. Uh, I'm going to be really honest with you. If your Halloween party is six figures,
2: that's a little aggressive. Um, I like Halloween. I do. I like Halloween a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's totally Von Miller. It's Von. It's, it's Von that. Miller. What do you expect that these, that, you know, these uh, super celebrities that throw these big parties? You don't think that costs money? Of course it does. Now, if you're a random person throwing a party like that, uh, yeah, I'm going to have major questions about your finances. When you're a multi-million dollar a year football player and you're going to throw a six hundred thousand dollar party or something. Uh, yeah, that's on you, bro. I, I, you invited I don't care me. How much money you have?
2: I, I, I mean, was this a thing where he was like, on a party Hey, to
1: man, me. you want to come to my Halloween party? It's gonna cost you twenty five hundred bucks to get in the door. And I go, uh, "Sorry, I gotta wash I, my hair."
2: Yeah, I have to. I, 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 I have to cut my hair with need, a butter knife.
1: I need to wax my bald spot. Uh, no, it's not gonna. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. What. The way your brain works sometimes just. Well, I mean, washing my hair wouldn't take so long. No. It's, uh, okay. Well, what are you going to do for the other uh, twenty three hours and fifty seven minutes. minutes of your life uh, or only, of your day? Um, do you have one of those? Little, wax it. Do, do you
2: have one of those little mitts, like with, with how head. you bathe children? You know, a little mitt you put on your hand, and you put the baby soap on it, and just, is that how you is that how you wash your hair? No, it should be. Why? Because it's funnier to me. (laughs) Because that
1: sounds like a much funnier way for you to do that. That seems ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, By the way, uh, 69% of you are out of your minds. Yeah,
2: you're getting just smoked, as I told you. That's
1: stupid. Yeah.
2: If you want to vote in our poll, go to YouTube.com, backslash the sportsocracy.
1: Yeah, because there is no shot that the breast is the best part of the chicken.
2: By the way, if your chicken breast is dry, you're doing it wrong.
1: (laughs) Straight up. I ain't found a one person that can do it right, uh,
2: me. No, You've eaten mine and liked it wrong. Uh, not wrong. You ate it at my house. I've seen you do it, and then you told people how good it was. <laughs> now, granted, there's a little secret to my chicken that it's not usually good for you. Oh, I yeah, the it. mayonnaise, it's horrible
1: for no, you. Oh, the mayonnaise, yeah, yeah. You suck at mayonnaise,
3: Mm-hmm.
2: mayonnaise and honey mustard. It's delicious,
1: yep. And then uh, you grill Steven Stephen Tao says he needs one of these uh, wicked weed hats uh yeah you can get one at wickedweedgear.com.
2: yes and we uh we we, we will be giving away wicked weed swag uh starting a couple weeks from now
1: yes we're, we're waiting on
2: our on our shipment of wicked weed swag oh we're gonna load up we're gonna load up and we are going to reward our lovely listeners. Oh, yeah, and they have without and look, I'm not saying this because they sponsor us this is not a they did not pay me to say what I'm getting ready to say they have the coolest merchandise of any outfitter out there, every time we go down there for meetings, mm-hmm. we always walk away with shirts, and I literally wear it the next day. They're very soft,
1: very stylish. And then you cover it up by the... Uh by the jets hood well i'm not gonna lie it was cold in here earlier for the first time ever and uh, it is
2: smoking hot in here right now in, i am
1: really hot (laughs) i I don't see how you're doing it uh so yeah on the youtube stream you're probably going to see that wicked weed t-shirt here in just a little bit very likely i would say (laughs) uh, probably
2: after the commercial break
1: yeah how doesn't take no when he has started to wash his hair what does what does that mean I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I got I got sidetracked by the by the comment section here. Uh anyhow. This is why I keep you away from it. I know. I, I know I respond Once to a, it in a
2: live time. You <laughs> on the other hand cannot walk and chew gum at the same time.
1: Yes, that is that is very, very true. Anyhow. Uh coming up in the next hour we'll be talking about the uh superlatives for the halfway mark of the NFL season. Doesn't look like anything has uh anything's popping on the trade deadline front. I did find it very interesting. We still
2: got 14 minutes.
1: Yeah. I did find it very interesting, though, that the Green Bay Packers cut Jalon Smith. I mean, I get, you know, he missed this past week's game. He was active for two games and only had a tackle. But, I mean, he was a Pro Bowler, what, two years ago? And he was pretty good last year for the Dallas Cowboys. What happened with Jalon Smith?
2: The same thing I said when he got cut by the Cowboys. He can't pro cover. football focus, there are times that if you look at their grades, you'll go oh, he's fantastic, and then mm-hmm. you watch him play and go, well, that's not how I saw that. And that's what I've seen with Jalen Smith. I watch him on tape and go, that's not the player that pro football focus seems to see. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the disparity is. I don't know how all of those work. But, yeah, he's not particularly good. Mm-hmm. I won't be shocked if he goes unsigned for a while really i know carolina was interested and i know the washington football team were interested Mm -hmm. carolina would not be interested now so it's a question would washington and there are very few teams i think he could improve but that might be one of them
1: yeah why i mean why would carolina be out on him because shaq thompson's back oh
2: i mean there's just it's the same reason they traded denzel perriman yeah. Why would you worry about a player that's on the second contract when you've got so many young players? I mean, for Carolina, it's not like you're a Super Bowl contender anyway. Mm-hmm. So get your, you know, more reps, more repetitions with, with your young guys, get them the game experience. I never really understood why they were in on him in the first place. I certainly don't get it now. No. Now that Green Bay looked at him and Dallas looked at him and went, no, we're good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He's just
1: a, he's a heck of a tackler, he's a heck of a pass rusher as well. He's fine. I feel like you can find a. That somebody can find a role for him as a spot starter at some level. It just surprises me that he goes from <laughs> what? Yeah.
2: <laughs> We got to take a break. Yeah. We we have a trade and it is one of the funniest things you'll ever hear (laughs) because you brought this up to me and I told you you were an idiot. Yeah. And it happened and it happened to my team.
1: Yay. We'll have an update on the NFL trade deadline coming up next, as well as Jeremy's picks for the night, green on green coming up next. I believe real estate isn't
2: about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
0: Coffee still closes on Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the
2: power, then you get the will. Another 2-2 and night. Thank you, Chicago Bulls. I was was headed down a path of not goodness, and then the Bulls, they saved me last night. Tonight I got three for you in the NBA. The first one, the Milwaukee Bucks are somehow only a four-point favorite. Oh, they have a bunch of players not playing. Is Giannis playing? That's enough for me. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything else. The Detroit Pistons are a level of bad that I can only kind of wrap my head around. They should be a 14-point dog to the Bucks. Give me the Bucks minus the four. Miami's a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Dallas tonight. This is a team that's just otherwise able to defend Luka Doncic. There are not many teams that can defend him the way Miami can. This is another line that was just bad to me. There were two bad lines and everything else was really good. So coming up with a third was a little difficult. Give me the Miami Heat minus two and a half. Finally, the Utah Jazz are at home tonight with the Sacramento Kings. Utah's a nine point favorite. It was hard for me to find a third one and I'm not gonna lie, I don't love this, but Sacramento's not good. And Utah really is. They're not the same slow plotting team that you remember. This team's really talented, they're really good, and they're hard to beat at home. Give me Utah, minus the nine.
0: Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up it's yours. You don't I got
1: no sympathy for you. Yeah, the Hornets didn't come through for you last night. No. Unfortunately no, they didn't lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. That's that's a tough one. Right, when well, we got basketball going on, they, it means there are uh there, there there are games to play on monkeyknifefight.com. Go to monkeyknifefight.com, create yourself an account today for all of the daily fantasy sports props, fun that is there to be had, and um, use the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, when you sign up and make your deposit and use our promo code, they will give you uh, a match up to $50 on your deposit. And they'll also give you a $5 free play, which you can use on tonight's game, Jeremy.
2: I am playing the more or less 3.6x multiplier between those Milwaukee Bucks and those Detroit Pistons. I will take over 30 and a half points for a slightly injured but still playing Giannis Antetokounmpo. I will take more than 19 and a half points for Jeremy Grant. Vegas, for some reason, thinks this game's going to stay close. I cannot for the life of me figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I, I'm going to uh, straddle the fence here and say if Detroit keeps it close, Jeremy Grant's going to have to score a lot. And there's a whole lot of Grayson Allen, George Hill for Milwaukee, which means Giannis, his usage rate tonight might be 40%. And
1: we have a trade in the NFL right ahead of the deadline. And lo and behold, uh, Jeremy told me I was crazy for bringing it up. But guess what happened? The Kansas City tra- Chiefs have traded an offensive lineman, a they? guy that's been a healthy scratch for them all year long, and he's going to the Jets. They have tra- the, This from Rich Samini: The Jets have
2: traded for former Chiefs guard Laurent DuVernay-Tardif, source confirms, along with Tom Pelicero, the Jets send tight end Dan Brown to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And here's my analysis of Dan Brown. I don't know who Dan Brown is. <laughs> uh, I The name looks vaguely familiar, but he's never done anything of real note for the Jets. Ah, oh, yes.
1: So. Dan
2: Brown. The great
1: blocker. Yeah, he's Maybe. A, I think he's who sold me my last car. <laughs> Very well could be. Uh, Dr. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Now goes to the New York Jets. I'm okay with it. Jets needed a guard mm-hmm. that gets
2: uh, Greg Van Roten out of the lineup. There you uh, go. And hallelujah. Hopefully, the next move that ties into this is uh, the Jets have released Greg Van Roten.
3: Mm-hmm. He's
1: bad. i love the comment section on all of these announcements as well uh jets get a below average average level guard and the chiefs get better tight end depth although i don't know anything about him Uh, (laughs) better tight end depth uh okay i guess I mean, who is the rookie that they had that everybody got all hot and bothered about in fantasy this year? Uh, the The Chiefs they drafted some tight end that everybody's like, "Oh, "Oh, he's going to be the next
2: thing." Oh, that's something's uh, going to happen to Travis. Yeah,
1: Noah Gragson.
2: Yeah, he's running as the three or Grayson. I'll look it up.
1: Gragson, he's a NASCAR driver.
2: No, Noah Gragson's a tight end. I think he plays for the. I think he plays for the Colts. Okay. Anyhow, Noah Gray is the one you're talking about. Noah Gray. Noah
1: Gray out of Duke. That's the one. That's the one. I do believe that there's an Xfinity driver named Gregson. Might be. Yeah, there might be. Uh, Jeremy doesn't pay attention to those things. Anyhow, we got a second hour coming your way. We'll do mid-season superlatives in the NFL. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. SportsCenter's next. He's a degenerate
0: gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. And one of them
1: apparently is wild about the uh, driest piece of chicken. The other knows what's good. If it's dry, you didn't do it right. <laughs> we we've got the poll up on the YouTube channel right now. Go to the dot Get involved in the YouTube stream and the I chat will box say as your well. Thigh
2: is making a comeback. You're up to twenty seven percent. As Still it should. Still getting absolutely dogged by the chicken breast, which is without a doubt, no the 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 Mercedes Benz, the limousine riding jet plane flying.
1: Piece of chicken. No. It's the Arn Anderson of the chicken. Hey,
2: Arn was great too. You calmed down. You calmed down with your Arn Anderson Yeah, but
1: he was the biggest horseman, but he was also the driest. Well, that's fine. Say it to his face. You won't. (laughs) I guess.
2: Arn Anderson. Does that make Tully Blanchard the wing? I don't know who Tully Blanchard is. Oh my gosh,
1: of course you don't. I'm younger than you. you. Hmm, he was in the Four Horsemen as well. Well, I
2: mean, I assumed that. Yeah. I didn't think he was a NASCAR driver like I said Noah Gregson earlier. By the way, Kylan Granson would be the player I was thinking of.
1: Of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah,
2: see, yeah. I don't watch a lot of NASCAR. I mean, I watch some of it. I gamble it more than I do anything. Mm-hmm. And I knew that name was... I was like, why do I know that name? Oh, yeah, because he just won an Xfinity race. <laughs> right.
1: So Noah Gregson is the Xfinity race car driver. Uh, Granson is the tight end from the Colts.
2: Tylen Granson is the one from the Colts. Noah, Noah Gray, Gray is the
1: tight end I was talking about for the Chiefs. There you go. And, of course, this all stemming from, if you're just joining us, the trade that was made just before the trade deadline uh, starring the New York Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs as Dr. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif is now a New York Jet, hey, and it, they send some guy named Dan Booker. Or what, I've already forgotten his name. What was the his name? Dan Booker. Dan Booker. <laughs> No, his name was Dan Brown. Dan Brown. That was it. Dan Brown. No name tied in goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> That's fine.
2: Lauren hey, De- De- Deverne Tardif, welcome to the Jets. Now you get to join up with Tom Brady 2.0 and chase the ring <laughs> with the <a> K- <laughs> J- J- J-E-T-S. Jet,
1: uh, Yes, Mike White has been uh, dubbed Tom Brady 2.0. Yep. As of this morning by... Yep. Mr. Jeremy Green. Yep. I mean, it's not often that you see a guy come in and make his NFL debut and in uh, two and a half games, or one and a half games, has thrown for 600 yards and six touchdowns. It's pretty impressive. Mike White could be the – he tried he tried to sell this this morning, by the way, folks. If you did not join us in the Sportsocracy this morning at 10 a.m., uh, he tried to sell us that that is he's the franchise quarterback now he's now the Could future be. of the New York Jets Could franchise be. is not number two pick Zach Wilson Could which be. is ridiculous never know. never
2: know weird things have happened just saying yeah his college coach said he's the most talented arm talent he's ever coached. <laughs> the and he was Andrew Luck's quarterbacks coach. Not only Stanford. did
1: you guys pick up a guard today, you also picked up another coach. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, John uh-huh. Beck.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, because
2: apparently Zach Wilson is just fragile enough that we have to bring him his own coach. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not off Zach Wilson. I swear to you, I'm not. I
1: know it sounds like I am, but I'm not. <laughs> You're starting to build a case, though. You're starting to build a case that goes, "Hey, you remember? You, you remember? You remember that time when I said that Zach Wilson was going to be great?" Um, that was no, we awesome. We could trade him. We could trade him now. That was awesome. <laughs> Anyhow, we are at the midway point of the NFL season. Be sure to uh, hit the subscribe button. By the way, on our YouTube, as we will have our uh, our midseason reports coming out tomorrow on each and every team in the NFL. Uh, who's still got a shot? Who doesn't have a shot? All of that uh, coming your way. That's a little extra content on the YouTube stream. Of course, you can join us every weekday morning live at 10 a.m., and of course for this show, and of course on Sundays is uh, at 11 o'clock when we get you ready for the Fantasy Football Day, answering all your last-minute questions. But we are at the midway point, and it's time to talk superlatives. Let's do it. So MVP. You can start with the big one. Start at the top. The MVP of the 2021 NFL midseason point. To you as who, Jeremy?
2: Kyler Murray's close. Mm -hmm. I think Aaron Rodgers is at least worth talking about. Mm -hmm. It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Had Derrick Henry not gotten hurt, he would have at least had a puncher's chance. But I don't see how you don't give it to Josh Allen. My rule with MVP is whose team would crash and burn without them? Mm-hmm. And the Buffalo Bills would
1: be in trouble without Josh Allen. Any team in the NFL is going to crash and burn without their super, superstar Not to this level. Not to this level. I
2: mean, look, I don't mind Mitch Trubisky. I, I said he got a a, a bad rap in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is that team. He's the spirit of that team.
1: I'm going to disagree with you because I think, uh, it, it, God forbid, something happens to Josh Allen. I'm not sure they miss all that much of a beat with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, you don't think the Titans are going to miss one with Derek, without Derrick Henry either. So I didn't say that. No. You I didn't even kind of yeah, say we that. Just, we just... We shouldn't, uh, you know, we shouldn't do anything. I didn't say that. I said you shouldn't, be. you shouldn't feel like you absolutely have to do something because you're going to make the playoffs regardless.
2: Yeah, you remember that thing you said about, uh, let's see, Jets plus seven, Lions plus three and a half. We don't need something to replace Derrick Henry uh, because we won't miss that
3: much. Mm -hmm.
1: Three weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't think they make the playoffs without him?
2: I, no but you're too you're way too worried about making the playoffs <laughs> i don't care that's if you the make goal. the playoffs. the goal of, be, of playing in the nfl is to make the playoffs no the goal of the, is to win see that's the difference between me and you mm-hmm. my goal is not to make i could care less who makes the playoffs okay frankly do me a favor name the 14 teams that made the playoffs last year mm-hmm. i know for a fact you can't do it because you've already messed it up once mm-hmm. in this show mm-hmm. i don't care i care can you win a title and the answer is no Could you have mitigated it a little bit by adding a – whether it was Melvin Gordon, David Montgomery, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. you could have mitigated that and fixed a problem moving forward. You chose not to do that. Cool. You sit back and wait for your 260-pound running back to come back on a broken foot.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let's see how that works out for you. I think it'll be great. Anyhow, Josh Allen is your MVP at the midseason point. He would be mine. Uh, He is not mine. Uh, To me, it is Aaron Rodgers. Again. And, look, you're on a winning streak, and the only reason you're on the winning streak is because of Aaron Rodgers. Let's face it. It's the only reason.
2: There are two big drawbacks
1: to Aaron Rodgers for me.
2: What's that? One, you won it last year. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever wins back-to-back MVPs in the NFL. And there's a reason for that. There is 100% a reason for that. Okay. The other thing is, you have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. I understand the rest of your weapons are not that great. I can argue you have the best running back receiver combination in the NFL. hmm. So that denigrates it a little bit to me. Josh Allen is like 30% of the Bills for rushing attack. hmm. I'm not faulting you for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not telling you you're wrong. Right. That's just, that would be my thought. Who was
1: the last back to back MVP? In the oh NFL. boy, it's been a long time. It ain't been that long. Hmm. It hadn't been that long. I don't have even the vaguest of idea I don't remember one in my lifetime. It was Peyton Manning in 2008, 2009. So it ain't been that long since somebody won it back to back. Now, before that, you got to go back to 1997. Brett Favre won it three years in a row. It's not unheard of. I just pulled that up because I wanted to know when the last time it happened was. And it has happened multiple times that's... in your lifetime. Joe Montana did it back-to-back. Back. Yeah, and I was six. Yeah, that's I was
2: six years old when Joe Montana retired. It.
1: Okay, that's that's fine. I'm just telling you, it does happen. And for me, it would be Aaron Rodgers one, Kyler Murray two. I think Josh Allen's my three. And, not, and I'm not trying to slide him. It's just Kyler Murray has been... Really good. If he could have those run running stats, it'd be no doubt him far and away.
2: And see that just—I'm not. Stats don't do anything for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't care who throws for the most yards. That's Jameis Winston football. I don't care. Right. My take is who is the most relevant to their team, and I have to mix in how good the team is. I could make an argument for Dak Prescott, so I would give it to. Mm-hmm. But I could make the argument. I can make an argument for Tom Brady.
1: I tell you what, I would take Buffalo today with Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback with their weapons over Jordan Love and Green Bay and over Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm, I don't know that I agree with you on Colt McCoy.
2: But, I mean, even then,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: which team could go further without They're quarterback. I still look at Arizona and go, that offense is schemed in such a way, and you have so many weapons. I'm not sure I couldn't play quarterback for the Arizona (laughs) Cardinals and at least be serviceable. Right. Josh Allen has one high end receiver. a a tight end with a broken hand, and then a bunch of dudes. Yep, And they're the best team in the AFC, and I don't even think it's
1: debatable. There are obviously a couple of names that we have not mentioned here that that are obviously in the MVP chase, Uh, one of them being my quarterback, Tom Brady. He's mentioned in every single one of these articles because what would the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be without him? Oh, wait, we saw that with Jameis Winston. And then Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has to be in the conversation. His team's 7-1. and one. He has all the stats that you could want. I mean, he's just behind Tom Brady yeah, the problem in pretty with much Matthew every Stafford, stat.
2: The problem with Matthew Stafford is that I would say Sean McVay is going to get a lot more of
1: this credit than any other coach that's anywhere near this. Well, matt's I Cooper mean Cooper Cup, as you like to say, uh the gravy spills over on all the taters it, it, at some point. Does. And so Matt Stafford is going to get obviously some credit for this because they made the trade in the off season. Oh, look how right Sean McVay was. Or the front office or whoever it's it's all piled on Sean McVay at this point. Well, the
2: other thing is I think Cooper Cup is is going to catch a lot of credit, too. Mm-hmm. He has
1: been absolutely indefensible. Mm -hmm. The only other person in the conversation for MVP or the only non-quarterback in the conversation for MVP was Derrick Henry, and now that's gone. Yeah, there's not another one. Unfortunately, the Jones fracture to the foot is going to be too much. It's going to keep him out most of the rest of the season, if not all of the rest of the season. And I don't know if we'll ever see it again. Oh, you'll never see a run-back. Will we ever see another non-quarterback win the MVP? No, and you shouldn't. In fact, can you name the last one? Sean Alexander. Nope. Oh, there was one since then. Yep. One year after that, Priest Holmes. Nope. It's Ladanian. Oh, I should have known that. Yep, Ladanian Tomlinson. Of course, I two- don't know why I always forget him. Two thousand five, Sean Alexander obviously had the twenty-seven touchdown season, and then immediately the next broke. year, it was that record got broke by uh, by Ladanian Tomlinson. Well, but and that was Sean the last Alexander time. broke. Immediately after that year. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was never the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were saying the because the record did get broken the yeah. next year by Ladanian.
2: I mean, it's, it's unbelievable when you look at these touch counts and, and things like
1: that. Every one of these running backs breaks the next year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Other non-quarterbacks to win the MVP. Marshall Falk. I remember that. Terrell one. Davis. Barry Sanders. And you'll n- you'll never see another one.
2: If you do, it would have to. I don't even know how it would happen.
1: Okay, Bills fans, I'll give you Thurman Thomas as well. He was. <laughs> I, I just don't know how one will ever. I, I don't
2: know how a non-quarterback's ever going to win this award again.
1: No, I mean if Derrick Henry couldn't get it done with you know his two thousand yards last year, it probably will never happen. Well, I mean again. running backs at this point are like a
2: really high end sports car. Mm-hmm. I mean you can you can drive them as hard as you want to. Just know the harder you drive it, the less amount of time it's going to last. Right. Derrick Henry's never going to be the same again. I mean, I hate to break that to Titans fans. I mean, I told Eddie Fox this yesterday.
3: hmm
2: He ain't never going to be the same again. This is just the beginning. Panthers fans, you've seen this with Christian McCaffrey.
3: hmm
2: When things start breaking on running backs, they never go back together the, the, the same way. Yep. And it's unfortunate, but it was incredibly predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh do you have a different offensive
1: player of the year?
2: The only one I would say I mean
1: for me I'm I'm still in the same.
2: I've never really understood what the difference was.
1: Uh, well they gave the they gave out the offensive player of the year so they could find somebody not a quarterback to give it to. Yeah, and there's
2: not I mean Cooper Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup would be a good one. If it was not a quarterback the two would be.
3: mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm.
2: The weird thing is, a lot of times, the MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year are two different players, and they both play quarterback. Yeah, I mean, one is the second-place trophy. The only person we haven't talked about that I think at least deserves mention... An MVP mention? Yeah. Okay. It's Lamar Jackson. I mean, I Lamar get Lamar Jackson's <laughs> another one that holds
1: up to that eye test of, what would happen if you weren't here? Right. Well, and they've only made it worse because of the, the structure of this team. Had to be just so to make Lamar Jackson work. You take Lamar Jackson out of the scenario, now you have a team built around, who is their backup quarterback? Tyler Huntley. Yeah, that guy. Exactly. I get it. Yes, Lamar deserves an, an, an honorable mention in the MVP. But I don't know that he's got the legitimate shot to win it. Oh, I think he does. If that team somehow goes
2: let's say they go twelve and five and they win that division and they Mm -hmm. go in they go into the AFC playoffs as the two seed, yeah, I could see Lamar Jackson win it.
1: Okay. At this point I don't think he's at this point
2: no. I would say it's
1: I would say it's between Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Okay. All right. So, uh, anyway, it's mid-season point. MVP to me is Aaron Rodgers. MVP to you is Josh Allen. We both agree that Kyler Murray needs to be in the conversation. He's, your, he's one of your top three votes. Has to be at this my, point. My voting
2: is yours in reverse. Mm-hmm. I have Josh Allen one, Kyler Murray two, and
1: uh, Aaron Rodgers three. I will continue the discussion. Mid-season superlatives. More coming up next right here in the Sportsocracy. Join the action as the Asheville Championship takes place at Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville on November 12th and 14th. The tournament will feature Minnesota, Princeton, South Carolina, and Western Kentucky as the inaugural field. Get your tickets now at all Ingalls Markets locations. Be part of the action and follow along as it all starts in Asheville. Don't miss the inaugural Asheville Championship, November
0: 12th and 14th at Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope?
1: It's ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You are in the Sportsocracy. We're talking midseason NFL superlatives. MVP votes have already been cast. I'm on Aaron Rodgers. He's on Josh Allen. Uh, so, let's see here. Coach uh, of the Year's the next one. Uh, you got the Coach of the Year. This one should be fun.
0: I think at this point. I I don't think
2: you and I are going to agree on this. You don't think we're going to agree? Uh, Because I have a feeling you're about to say somebody that I have been particularly hard on.
1: Mm, Well, you know, I thought about it. I thought about making Cliff Kingsbury the coach of the year. However, as I continue to think about it, I think I'm leaning towards Sean McVay. That's not the name I thought you were going to say. So, Who did you think I was going to say? The one I'm going to say. Oh.
2: Sean Payton. Who's doing more with less?
1: Okay. All right.
2: Coach I of mean, the Year is very often not who had the best team. It's who did the most with the least. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you could make an argument for anybody outside of Sean Payton.
1: You're not wrong. I mean, all the injuries that they have gone through, obviously the transition from Drew Brees to Jameis Winston. Now Jameis Winston's hurt. If this team keeps winning with Taylor Heineke, or not Taylor Heineke, um, who am I thinking of? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, thank you. Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon and whatever that's going to look like down the stretch. Michael Thomas comes back. The defense is still good. And they're winning games. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for anybody but Sean Payton to get it because if that team makes already, the playoffs. He yeah.
2: should one hundred percent win this
1: already because of his his stature as a coach in the NFL and a a legendary coach in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, heck, I went through went through looking at New Orleans's schedule coming down the stretch here. They're already five and two. They could be an eleven win team. Thank goodness. They there are still six winnable games on that schedule, and if they snake one that they're not supposed to win, like they did against Tampa twice. Bay, right? It could be way better than we expected. Mm-hmm.
2: There were only two other two other coaches that I really considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I feel like he has been dealt a really aggressively bad hand because that it, team 20, has killed. Was it twenty seven injuries? So, it's something they're up insane. To? I think it was 19 players that played legitimate roles. Mm-hmm. They played legitimate snaps.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The other one is going to sound crazy, hmm. and it's and it is crazy right now.
1: But it won't be if they make the playoffs. I'm gonna hit the button. I'm gonna hit it. It's Rich Basaccia I knew it. I knew you were gonna go down that path. If they make the playoffs, I think he. I.
2: I think he would probably get my vote. It would be between those three.
1: Cliff Kingsbury has to be at the top of the list, or if not at the top of the list, somewhere close to the top of the list, because of all the guff that he has taken about—he's a college coach, failed at USC, and all this stuff—and he comes in, and now his team is, you know, number two in the NFC. Oh, he would certainly get a
2: vote, no doubt. My problem with Cliff, and maybe I'm doing that thing you do, and I'm projecting. Mm -hmm. I've Most of the things I have not liked about the Arizona Cardinals, I have been able to directly tie back to Cliff Kingsbury. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he has improved that much. And then you look at all the other good teams. I mean, I'm not going to give it to Matt LaFleur. I give more credit to Aaron Rodgers than I do to Matt LaFleur. Right. McVay, this team was supposed to be good. One we haven't talked about, and I think we probably should, is Mike McCarthy.
1: That team is exponentially better than we thought they were going to be. This is true. How much credit do you give Mike McCarthy for that though? I mean with all of the criticisms about his inability to manage the clock late in games and are are they winning games because of Mike McCarthy's decisions or are they winning despite his blunders? You
2: you put one letter in there that would change my my answer. Okay. Are they winning because of his decisions? Mhm. No. Are they winning because of one decision that he made? Singular. Yes.
1: Bringing in Dan Quinn.
2: To fire his buddy Mike Nolan and bring in Dan Quinn. Admit okay. the mistake. Admit you need another guy. That's what he did, and that's been the big difference in this team. Agreed. The offense was never the problem when mm-hmm. Dak was healthy. Mm-hmm. That's why I laughed so much when I heard all those Cowboy fans over the offseason say, we should have hired Mike McCarthy. And done what Exactly. You have a high-end offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. of which, by the way, can we just stop with he's going to take a college job? I think I've heard Kellen Moore's name attached to every open college job. That's
1: not going to happen. Uh, Also, I feel like should be an honorable mention category for the coach of the year. It's another one of your punching bags, Zach Taylor. I had a feeling that was going to come up. Well, I mean, look, nobody has been uh, a bigger Criticizer, uh, a critic, I guess, of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I know, I know that was the right one to use. Yeah, it just didn't that. come to me. Uh, <laughs> a critic of the Cincinnati Bengals than me, other than you. Mm. you also have to look at the Cincinnati Bengals and go, you know what? What? What if this is real? What if they can continue to roll off win after win after win? How many hard games do they have left not on that many. schedule? I'm just not a ton. There's four. Yeah, There's four of them. Oh, and by the way, my calculation of four tough games left is just on the outside chance that something does change with the Kansas City Chiefs and that they can become a threat down at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm, that's not that's not going to happen. I don't know. I'm still I'm, I'm still partly believing. I don't know that they're going to be able to turn it around, make the playoffs, make a run, all that kind of stuff. If it is, that's Andy Reid. If it, if everything turns around in Kansas City and they become a threat in the AFC again, it's going to be Andy Reid is the is the coach of the year. in it, the it, NFL yeah, because
2: Andy Reid needs to be running a drill with Pat Mahomes right now. That's uh you drop back and at two seconds, I sound a bullhorn until you throw the ball. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but Las Vegas, the Chargers, and the Baltimore Ravens. Those are the toughest games left on the Cincinnati Bengals schedule. All those other games, they're winnable. Mm, they're five and three right now. Uh, do the math on that. That could be eleven and six. If they go eleven and six, Zach Taylor wins. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm.
2: There's really, to me there's not even a debate about it. He should get every vote. Yep. Hey. But we're not there yet. Right. So you did just lose to the Jets. No doubt. So there so bad things could still happen. I, no doubt. I do not like Zach Taylor as a coach. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of things during the Jet game that made me go, see, that's why I don't like you as a coach. I like the talent on this team. I love Joe Burrow. I just, for some reason, it's not Taylor that I'm giving the credit to. Mm -hmm. You're not giving the credit
1: to to Taylor. You're giving the credit to Burrow and If they go 11-6, and
2: you don't have a choice but to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. I would agree. I would thoroughly agree with that. Let's get weird.
0: On the weird scale, there's Vegas... (laughs) There's Florida. And there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, it is a subject near and dear to
1: Jeremy Green's heart. You're not stealing my story, are you? No. Oh, okay. No. The McRib is back. The McRib is back. And it's also. It's also now an NFT. I don't understand this non-fungible token thing. It makes absolutely zero sense to me. But McDonald's is getting the most out of this McRib thing. They're milking it for everything they possibly can. And now they are, from now until the end of next week, I believe it is, they are going to be awarding out random Twitter followers to at McDonald's 10 McRib NFTs. That's all there's going to be. There's going to be 10 McRib NFTs, these non-fungible digital token things that people are just crazy about and spending stupid amounts of money on. There will only be 10 of them that exist, and there's no purchase necessary. Um, All you need to have is a crypto wallet to receive your McRib NFT. Can you eat it? You cannot eat it. Then I'm out. You cannot eat it. That's not how NFTs work at all. Uh, all you have to do is go to at McDonald's feed, retweet the NFT tweet, and also you have to... Um, I think you have to use the hashtag McRib NFT. Have a crypto wallet, and they can choose you to own one of the NFTs. But this sent me down the path of most expensive NFTs that exist out there. Now I'm taking this list from uh, from Wikipedia, so I don't know how up to date on it everything is. The most expensive NFT is uh, something that's called "Every Day's the First Five Thousand Days." It's the first piece of purely NFT artwork to be offered by a major auction house. And it is up to $69.3 million in value. The fact that anyone would spend that much money on something that just digitally exists, it blows my mind. I'm going to utter a phrase
2: that I've already uttered once in this show. What's that? Tell me you have too much money without telling me you have too much money. No
1: doubt. No doubt. There's also one that was put out by the the Wu-Tang Clan. Now, that's one that I could I could have gotten behind that. The Wu-Tang Clan, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, their NFT of that is $4 million in value. And I'm out. I'll give you $4. The only one on here that has anything to do with sports, there is one with all of the, uh, uh, what, what do they call it, the top shot, the NBA top shot NFTs. LeBron James cosmic dunk. It's a 20-second clip, I guess, from the Space Jam movie. Um, it's it's last on this list in value. It is uh two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. Hey, I think that's more than that movie made.
2: <laughs> All right, sick I, bird. I have teased this story. This story has a little bit of everything. uh Texas has a special teams coach. His name is Jeff Banks, and a few months ago, Jeff Banks made a life decision. And he left his wife and he left his children and began dating a a a, 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 a lady uh, whose nickname is the pole assassin. The pole assassin. She is a uh, she is an, an adult entertainer. Oh uh, a, oh a, oh! That pole. Okay. Yes, I was she, thinking she, like.
1: You know, election polls. Nope. No. That's not it.
2: No, although we did try to get Mark Starling we to did. call himself this today. We did.
1: I don't think that worked, but I'll let you know. It's the, I mean, that'd be great for a news radio station to have the poll assassin who rips apart all of the... Uh, Especially today, the, because per- oh, yeah. the story has trended a lot. Oh, yeah. All of the demographics on, you know, polling. Uh,
2: the woman's name is Danielle Banks. So now, they live together. And they own a house. And... They decided that they were going to have a haunted house and a a, a corn maze for the children in the neighborhood. They were going to have an adult Halloween party, all of these things. And so they invite the neighbors to their house. Well, apparently, they didn't tell everyone to stay out of the backyard because there was something (laughs) in the backyard of which, and I'm going to say this the same way I've said this every time I've told the story today. I've heard all three of these words. I know what all three of them mean but I have never heard them put in this order before. Mm -hmm. She had an emotional support monkey in the backyard, and it bit one of the children. (laughs) Like, to the point they had to pry the monkey's mouth off of the child. Oh, no. And this has become a big deal. There are differing reports on how serious the bite was. Uh, Miss Banks seems to think it wasn't that serious. Mm -hmm. Other people in the neighborhood have tweeted that it was rather serious. There's a lot to unpack with this, not the least of which is that the special teams coach for the University of Texas is dating a woman named the pole assassin (laughs) that's been on Jerry Springer, and it took her emotional support monkey to bite a child for anyone to know that. You know? There, there are times that I just say, "What is this world that we live in, and and why do I reside in it?" Mm-hmm. This is one of those times that I went. That's there. There's there are so many layers to that story that it is without a doubt the weirdest story I've ever heard in my life. I don't ever tell sports stories here. But by the way, comments on YouTube. If you've ever needed a reason today, today's the day. I can't day. say any of them, but. <laughs> today's the day emotional support monkey Hmm. Mm-hmm. that it, it literally those three things together make no sense to me i understand support animals i get that dogs are very comforting some people like cats i am deathly allergic to them i'm out Mm-hmm. monkeys don't like people right they like to throw poo Mm -hmm. at people Mm -hmm. how is this providing any form of emotional support
1: (laughs) it's a good question good
2: question i I, I have tried all day to come up with three words that make less sense put together Mm -hmm. and the only one i've come up with so far is tactical protective umbrella that's all i got
1: I, i can't think of anything else that makes less sense put together Uh Uh-huh. Emotional support monkey. I've never understood why people want monkeys as pets. I mean, because it never goes well. I mean, like, how many stories have you seen over the years of, you know, woman who, or or man, whichever, has, uh, you know, raised this chimpanzee from a baby, and, uh, oh, lo and behold, after it reaches adulthood, that thing turns into a killing machine and eats her face off. I'm out.
2: I don't want anything living in my house that could easily harm me. Right. I'm out. Right. That's why I like little little foofy dogs. Foofy dogs. Foofy dogs. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't need uh, like a trained angry dog. Mm-hmm. Foofy dogs would be f- what exactly? Fluffy. I, I want a dog oh. that looks very non-threatening, like Pomeranians. Okay. I had a Pomeranian growing up. Oh. Okay. All
3: right.
2: And I loved him. No, he was a great dog. I'm out. His name was He-Man.
1: I am absolutely out on weird animals. Although I've always wanted, I've always wanted a tarantula. Just because I think it freak me, people you out. You
2: strike me as a spider guy.
1: I do. I don't mind them. I don't mind spiders at all. Uh, anyhow. Back to the superlatives here for the midway point of the NFL season. Now, have you seen anything else about the trade deadline? Were there any ones uh, no, that came it, down that we didn't we didn't it, see? It
2: appears that it, it 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 didn't do. It died. Oh, oh wait, died with have, a thud. We have one. Oh, the Denver Broncos are sending Kerry Vincent to the Eagles for a 2022 sixth round pick. Kerry Vincent
1: really <laughs> liked uh, really liked that kid. That was the kid out of LSU, right? That was supposed to be like a first round draft pick, and then he sat out, and his his stock just absolutely tanked. He was only a
2: slot corner, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's not a bad that's not a bad pickup for them.
1: They yeah. just barely beat the four p.m. Eastern time buzzer. Okay, all right, so that was the last one. So we had Laurent Duvernay-Tardif get traded. We had uh, Melvin Ingram this morning go to the Kansas City Chiefs from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We didn't get a Deshaun Watson trade. We didn't get a Melvin Gordon trade. Fletcher Cox is apparently staying in Philadelphia. Uh, It was a very uneventful trade deadline. Oh, guess what? Who didn't see that coming? We we build up the NFL trade deadline every year. Every year. Because there's so many things that could happen. And then you find out, lo and behold, now teams are actually, they're actually pretty good with where they're at. We did have a
2: deal that work that that was working, and I had heard this: the Saints were close to acquiring Odell Beckham Jr., but the money just became a non-starter.
3: Because.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> They couldn't agree on offset language. <laughs> That'd be the one thing. Odell Beckham Jr. hates his quarterback in Cleveland. Oh, you're trading me to go play with Taysom Hill. Sweet! Or Trevor Simeon. Nah. You'd count me out on that one. All right, so from uh, MVP, from Coach of the Year, down to rookies. Let's talk about the rookies. I think it's pretty cut and dry on both sides. Offensive rookie of the year. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. It, 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 it's nobody else.
2: There's the n- quarterbacks have largely been banned. No doubt. If you were gonna give it to anybody, it would be Mac Jones. And I'm gonna be honest with you, uh just sit back and watch what's getting ready to happen to the New England Patriots. I've I've seen a lot of oh look how improved they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
3: You keep thinking that. <laughs>
2: There's a real ugly part of that schedule coming up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't think they can sustain it? I mean, I think they're an 8-9, 9-18. Could very well be. In the AFC, though, nine wins could get you into the playoffs.
2: No, it won't. It won't? No, because the Bills are going to win the East. Uh, The Titans will win the South. The Colts could challenge, but they're just so far back.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you got three playoff-caliber teams in the North. And I'll be honest with you, I think the Browns are better than the Patriots are. Yeah. And you got several out West.
1: I said at the beginning of the season, if there is a rookie quarterback who can take his team to the playoffs, he's going to win offensive rookie of the year it's going to happen, so if New England can somehow sneak into the playoffs, I think Jamar Chase will probably take a back seat because we know the we we know there's going to be an off week coming he's not going to continue to do this
2: he's, jamar Chase just needs to count himself as really lucky that Mike white's not a rookie.
1: <laughs> because if Mike White
2: was a rookie, he would, without a doubt,
1: be the shoe-in, oh, no doubt, stop. rookie of the year. Stop that. Unfortunately, is it not, he's not. Is it not like baseball? You don't have to have a certain number of at-bats to be considered a rookie? Nope. No, It doesn't work that way. Um, offensive rookie of the year, there's no doubt it's, it's Jamar Chase. I mean, he has done things this year that nobody has ever done as a rookie in the NFL. Uh, what, it was... Uh, I mean... Mainly since like last year with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, no, but even even Jamar's stats right now are better than Justin's were through the first nine weeks of the season that or eight weeks of the Jess. season.
2: Weird lockdown corner, Bryce Hall, defensive <laughs> player of the year, <laughs> defensive rookie of the year. It's Micah Parsons. I don't see how it wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I really don't know who else it could be.
1: I don't even know who else you would put on your ballot at this point. I mean Jason Oa, he's he's no. done okay. Or Odafe Oa, excuse me. I didn't mean I didn't mean to dead name him. I don't even know who would be on the ballot. I mean Patrick Sertan. Could be. Could be Patrick Sertan. I think it's I think it's Micah Parsons though. He's just, he's, he's looked like a different beast. I mean, ever since Micah Parsons by a considerable amount ever, ever, ever since seeing the what the second episode of hard knocks in the offseason, you went, okay, number 11, he's the dude. He's fantastic. (laughs) Right. Right. And this is, this is, I I mean, I tried to tell everybody leading up to the, uh, leading up to the draft, like that's the guy. That's the guy that's going to go lower than he should. I mean, if you were redrafting right now. Micah Parsons goes, what, four? He's somewhere up there. He would be very high. Mm -hmm. So the offensive, defensive rookies of the year, I think those are very easy. Jamar Chase, Micah Parsons, got to be. Your comeback player of the year. If it's not Dak Prescott, you're going to have to explain yourself. After seeing him lay on the turf last year with that gruesome ankle injury and the way he has been able to come back and just continue to sling the ball and lead the Dallas Cowboys to being a Super Bowl no-doubt contender, it's got to be Dak Prescott.
2: I said coming into this year, if Dak Prescott is 70% of what he was last year, he wins Comeback Player of the Year in a walk. Mm -hmm. He has been, and he will. And he will. He absolutely will. No. I mean, I literally, I couldn't even think of anybody that deserves to be in the discussion with him.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I muted your mic on that one I, I, and not mine. Yeah, Sorry. I'm telling you. I, I, I got choked up <laughs> there's, there's something
2: it's going on so in here. It's so
1: unbelievably dry in here. It is. It is. Uh, anyway, most improved player in the NFL. You're thinking too hard. It's Cordarrell Patterson and I don't think he could make a case for anybody else. The most improved player in the NFL this year has to be the guy who's been in the league for several years and nobody's been able to figure out a way to to use him. Arthur Smith's figured it out. That this is the, that he is he is a gadget guy that no one has used in this manner. He has the I mean through seven games of the year. He's played seven games and he's already scored more touchdowns this year than he ever has in his career. Yeah, you're not wrong. In seven games. Which means if he continues at this pace and I don't see why not why he wouldn't, he's going to continue to be used because the Atlanta Falcons are awful and they don't have very many choices. Calvin Ridley is gone, we don't know when he's coming back. You got Kyle Pitts. You got Cordero Patterson. What else you got? Russell Gage. Cordero Patterson is the guy for the Atlanta Falcons. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think you can choose anybody else to be the most improved player in the NFL. Agreed? I'd agree. All right. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400.
0: The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. And welcome back in
1: to the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And I uh, want to remind everybody, uh, today is the last day for the big orange tent down at the Asheville Mall. Go see our friends down at the Halloween Express. Uh, they're closing up shop at 6 o'clock tonight, but still, you got a chance To get uh, all of your Halloween stuff for next year, decorations, accessories, costumes, all that stuff. 50% off all remaining stock uh, at the Halloween Express. The big orange tent at the Asheville Mall. Unfortunately, it's the last day. But guess what? It'll be back next August. That is the
2: (laughs) official sign that uh, Christmas season is is officially upon us.
1: Yeah, it's right around the corner.
2: I have seen, uh, obviously there's that. Yep. Knowing the Halloween's over. It's now, you know, you got Thanksgiving, and right. you got Christmas. Right. And then I got the other perfect indication that Christmas time's here. What's that? Uh after the show we will be doing our first last call, our after show. So if you want to see that, you're not in on the YouTube stream, we will be doing thirty uh about thirty minutes after the show. Mm-hmm. We'll leave the cameras on. We'll just answer questions, things like that. We'll be doing this three times a week, I think is what we finally mm, yeah, said. Something up. like that. And it'll kind of grow as time goes on. Uh, but I also, if you're watching the YouTube stream, uh, the the happiest thing on earth, <gasps> the the Christmas tree little Debbie cake, yes, of which it's not constructed differently than any other, any of the zebra cakes or anything no, like that. No, but it's better. It's the best of all of them. I mean, I agree. Yeah, but I don't there's think no there's, no there's any difference. for that. There's not,
1: and I know there's not, and I don't care. <laughs> it's the fact that it's in the shape of a Christmas tree yeah, that makes it enough. better.
2: That's enough for me. I mm-hmm. don't care. It's it's the best. It's and the- you know what I'm going to do with that Christmas tree, little Debbie cake? No, oh, what? I am going to sit here and eat it while
1: you take oh, your penance ha- of bad wasabi goodness. That's bad wasabi goodness. I don't think that's. I mean, it's bad, bad to for me. You, good yeah. for me. It's
2: bad to me. Yeah.
1: No. Well, yeah,
2: we're going to that. And we'll pay be that doing that the on last the call. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll be doing that on the
1: uh, on the last call. You can find that on YouTube and Facebook. We'll mm-hmm. be live on both. Indeed. And of course, go to the You can subscribe to the YouTube channel all that stuff. Uh, don't forget the, uh, the link also for, uh, betus.com, betus.com. Use the promo code sportsocracy. And, uh, when you make your deposit and use our promo code, they will give you a 125% deposit bonus, which you can use on, uh, you know, any of Jeremy's picks or, you know, if you'd, if you'd have played with me in the NFL weekend, you would have fared better than if you'd have gone with Flo Stradamus. Uh, aside from the Detroit plus three and a half, I got all the other ones right, so back off, Jack. Uh,
2: Yeah, but you still lost the one that mattered. Uh, if you do go to BetUs.com, mm-hmm. use promo code Sportsocracy. Yep. There are two great wagers in the NBA tonight. Milwaukee Bucks minus four makes absolutely no sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, but no Chris Middleton in there. So I don't care. I get Giannis. I don't need anything else. Against the Pistons. Against the worst team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Miami catching two-and-a-half against uh, Dallas. Late the two-and-a-half, I don't think that game's ever really close.
1: I mean, who in the NBA is better built to defend Luka Doncic than Jimmy Butler? It's a good point. Very good point. I have never seen this before. I have never seen a coach try to blame a loss on the fact that the headsets weren't working properly. And this isn't the first time either. Joe Judge has said something about the headsets that they are forced to use on the sidelines. I think it's three weeks in a row now. And last night, there was a lot of confusion for the New York Giants. They were not able to properly communicate the calls to the field for some reason. And they had to burn timeouts. And then late in the game, they got the ball. They got a chance to tie the game up. But they didn't have any timeouts to use to help manage that last... Minute and seven seconds of the game. The NFL has weighed in now, though, and they say there is nothing wrong with the Bose headsets that they are using. And if there is something wrong with the headsets, the Giants aren't using the uh, they aren't using the system properly because uh, they, uh, they have not they uh, have not you know made their claims known of technical issues through the proper channels in the NFL. Who's shocked? What, Joe Judge, and Joe the Judge is can't lying?
2: Out, uh, They can't figure out how to talk into the headsets. I, I'm, I'm stunned.
1: <laughs> I mean, is this like that whole thing where oh the the New England Patriots are interfering with the with the airwaves? Remember that was a complaint in Foxborough a couple of years ago. Oh, they're they're jacking with the signals to 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 the, to the opposing team's headsets.
2: By the way, breaking news before we get out of here: Deshaun Who? Jackson parting ways with the LA Rams. Just outright leaving outright, the team? Outright released. Wow. It's a little impressive. A contender. I can see a contender picking him up.
1: hmm New Orleans Saints. Go get him. You're in the Sportsocracy. We shall see you tomorrow, right back here at three o'clock. Come on back for the uh for the last call. It's go time and uh, uh wasabi. We'll see you tomorrow.